Welcome to Master Chat Podcast with Dean Derek Black. I am very glad that you joined me. I created Master Chats as an extension to the augmented learning environment that we live in today. These chats exist to connect the AOD community to the broader disciplines discourse outside of their immediate surroundings. This platform is an ongoing discussion on the current and future of creative work, innovation, and what it takes to thrive in the 21st century and beyond. This week, I was really excited to get the opportunity to catch up with a former student of mine while I was teaching at another university. I chose to catch up with Jordan Taylor because he, more than any other student of mine, epitomizes the concept of being an omni-media creator. Jordan has worked in branding, motion graphics, animation, game design, and most recently as a musician. He's worked for agencies like TBWA, Spotify, Riot Games, and has created a portfolio of outstanding content like Annie's Origins from League of Legends. So Jordan, I've always been impressed with your ability to switch between so many mediums when you're creating. Being transmedia was one of the primary skills that we wanted to develop in our graphic design students at the time of your studies at SCAD. But you seem to have moved way beyond the concept of transmedia to really being an omni-media creator. How did you go about achieving that? All right. Um, so in graphic, I started in graphic design, and what was during that process, basically, I was, you know, you're creating static images. Mm-hmm. And when I got exposed to motion graphics, what was attractive was that I saw that you were able to use uh, sound. And I've always been like, I started to kind of get this idea, even in graphic design, actually, where I would create work where I was trying to like tell a story. I'm trying to like get into, I'm trying to do more than what was what I was seeing, you know, once I started to understand design and the technical stuff behind it and really diving into it. So what was inspiring to me was like, okay, I want to be able to, if I have an idea, how do I communicate this message most effectively to people? My understanding was like, the more senses I can engage, the more effective or, or the more efficient uh, or my message could resonate with people. It would give, my, give me the opportunity to have it resonate with people more effectively. So when I got into motion graphics, motion graphics was great because motion graphics already had everything that was in graphic design, but it also had film, it had sound elements, you know, it had the stop motion, had illustration and incorporated all these different things in one idea. So literally, no matter what I came up with, I could go and do and explore in these different areas, right? So that was great for me. And then when I was working at Riot Games, Riot had a really inspiring sound department. And I did this project where we had to collaborate. I had to collaborate with an illustrator, like storyboard artist illustrator, who was super talented. His name's Sung Kim. He's the guy who, uh, he's the illustrator for the Boondocks, the cartoon mm-hmm. called Boondocks. And we worked with a composer, two writers, and there was another motion designer. And basically like through that whole process, it re it re-sparked my interest in music again. And it because it's always been something I've been interested in throughout, even through SCAD, I would do that sound design and things on my projects, but I didn't really know what I was doing back then. And so long story short, I would take some days off at Riot and I would do like half days mm-hmm. and I would go to a music production class in Hollywood. And for about, I think it was about three months. And uh, by the time I got out of Riot, 
and I went back to freelancing, I had gotten this new skill set. Well, I was in the beginning stages of learning this new medium, uh, music production, which is already another one of those things that is intense because there's so many elements to it. I'm still learning stuff about it today, even because now I'm like writing my own songs, like lyrics and stuff, which is another phase of things that I'm realizing that there's this correlation between design and, and, and music, you know, music production, music theory, and as well as even writing songs. Mm -hmm. The first time I started to kind of understand this idea in a practical way, I was working on that, uh, this title sequence for this movie Rampage at this studio out here. I was freelancing for them and they're called Deva Studios in Santa Monica. And they do a lot of title sequence work and I got stuck on this frame. I was doing these like long, these really long wide frames and I got stuck on it. And I just remember like, no matter what I was doing, you know, I was trusting my eye, but just it wasn't working. Mm -hmm. And then I, at some point just clicked in my mind, it was like, oh, why don't you do like in music, like when you're trying to create a melody or you're trying to create some sort of song structure, there's still the beginning phases of me learning music production. I was like, just use repetition. And also those things started to, you know, memories of like foundation courses at SCAD start to come back where I'm like, oh yeah, those were like the 2D class where like you learn the design principles and stuff. And it's like back then, you you know where repetition is, but you don't fully grasp the con. And you can do as much as you can back then, mm -hmm. but you really, you start to understand it in different ways, I guess. And so it sounds simple, but then it just clicked for me. It was like, oh, there's such a correlation between these two. So yeah, so I use repetition and boom frame looks great of course it's like symmetrical there's some symmetry in there so it starts to look better and then that allowed me to start to see this correlation and now where we are today it's like when i'm creating music i'm almost i can like design i can like see it so i can design it so i can if you think about anytime like i design a frame if i'm doing like style frames for instance which is it's kind of like graphic design in a sense but it's designed for motion so I don't know if you met Austin Shaw and Scad, but Austin Shaw, mm -hmm. he's like a big, uh, he wrote that, but he has two books on it, actually. Mm -hmm. And and basically, like, even in creating these frames, it's, it's almost just like creating music because you have depth, you have this spatial depth concept that really is, like, super important. In music, it's like reverb, even things like saturation, right? Mm -hmm. So in music... They have a saturator and they have uh, they have different tool names, but they do the similar kind of things that you would do when you're trying to design something that has depth and layers to it. So if you wanted to saturate a color, obviously it's going to bring out that whatever that thing is or whatever that color is going to pop off of this, the, the frame. It's the same thing in music production and you're creating something and you got this, you got a sound, you got an instrument and you want to bring it out a little bit more. There's different techniques you do, but it's not just turning the volume up. You, when you add in saturator, it's doing something to the waveform where it's adding harmonics, these little like extra waveforms within the waveform. And that is actually bringing out certain sounds and then you can EQ it. Just like, like if you were in Photoshop and you were gonna like, uh, I don't know, feather something or you're gonna composite an image together. EQing is very much like that because it's like a subtractive or additive. Normally, a sound designer is gonna tell you you should use it subtractively, mm -hmm. but you can really do it additively or subtractively. But an EQ, you can bring up a sound. Usually you wanna carve out a space. And also the idea of things being too busy. So in design, the less is more, you have a certain structure, you got positive and negative space. It's the same thing in music. In music, if you usually you start out and you're just like throwing everything at it. 
And over time, the, the better you get, you start to realize, really, you only need like three tracks, four tracks, maybe six. So you have less elements going on because you could have a, a lot of layers. Tracks are just like layers. The, the correlation there is so strong as I've been going through all these different things and then now even writing things. Repetition. Repetition is also a strong element. I'm just getting into writing now, though, so I'm still figuring out and seeing the correlation between that as well. But it, it is very interesting when you think about omni media and like how that idea translates. There's like this core central thing. but. Outside of that, no matter what you do, that creative process is going to be there. And those elements, those core elements are going to be there. It doesn't matter what you do. So that's something that I've been like, I'm super interested in installation work, which is something that's a goal of mine. Because I feel like installation work might be that one thing, like what motion graphic was to me, like when I was in graphic design, it was like, oh, I could do all these things. I think installation work is going to be the thing that lets me actually do all of these things i can mm. do performance i can do music i can do sound design i can do mixed media i can do static work i can do sculpture work i could do lighting like light and there's all these elements that i'm interested in that i think what makes me unique as an artist i think is being able to utilize and i get i'm just passionate about this idea of being able like experience design idea and being able to communicate it so mm-hmm. i think Instead of competing, like a lot of times in music, I'm talking about it in this way because in music, people are always competing. You know, people want to have to stand out, you know, on Instagram and especially in this day and age with like social media, you're trying to get all these followers, want to get all these plays. And when I've dived into the music thing, like I've worked for record labels, I've done internships for producers, I've done internships for companies that basically do like placements, so they'll do synchronized sync licensing, and uh, they create music for commercials. Mm-hmm. So the same commercials I would create, I was interning for a place that actually they create the music for these commercials. And through through this whole process, I just kind of realized like instead of trying to compete all these different instead of trying to compete in the music space and do the the normal lane and sequence of things we try to get onto a label and you want to distribute your music through this and worry about i don't really want to it's not inspiring for me to do that what i'm realizing now what i'm focusing i'm actually the last week or two i've been like kind of refocusing all my energy back into my own art because i've been doing so much stuff for different people mm-hmm. what i'm realizing is like that is what makes me unique and what i had to like understand is to utilize my strengths and what what works for me and i think what it is is just going back to just being an artist that like i just create stuff and i think the installations gives me a lane of my own there where i operate well in that way where i for me being creative you know i know one of the ideas there is like you know sometimes you'll get stressed out i get stressed out when uh if i'm trying to compete right with my creative stuff i grew up doing sports so competing isn't something that it's not new to me right like i did football i've done boxing and muay thai that all that stuff is great but for whatever reason in my mind it's distracting when i'm trying to create stuff but i'm worried about trying to compete necessarily mm-hmm. i don't look at it as a competition i look at it as like everybody has their own art everybody has their own voice everybody has their own they have sp- everyone has their own space 
And so it's not really a competition. I don't believe it's really a competition. And for me, I think uh, just refocusing and allowing myself to create my own lane and utilize my strengths and installation work, I think is the work that I need to do that will allow me to do from any, across the board, all the different things. There's this, there's actually this, when I first did a internship, my first internship was in Los Angeles at this company called Troika and they do broadcast design. They're like, they're really, they're like one of the top competing companies, at least back then they've, they've gone through some changes now. They got like a slightly different name management but i remember i used to ride the bike ride a bike every morning to this from koreatown to hollywood and naturally on the bike like you see other people in the morning on the bike once you get into it and you're like hey hey cool fun bikes kind of thing you say hi to another person and that competitive thing that i'm talking about like for whatever reason i would kind of like if i was riding next to somebody like mentally i would like want to be in front of them or something like i didn't want them to like pass me kind of thing like made me feel i was like in workout mode or something right so there was this this is what i'm bringing this up because this is what kind of this was like a big moment for me because it allowed me to when i went back to scad it allowed me to let go of everything. So there was like six people this morning on these bikes and I'm in the front and I'm like, I don't want nobody to pass me. So I'm, I'm pedaling and they're, they're getting close. So I'm pedaling, I'm keeping up. So I'm starting to sweat. That's how much I'm like, why I'm focused on this? I don't know. But what ended up happening was by the time we got to like Hollywood, we're coming down this hill and I was so focused on these other people. It came to the, like this split. And I remember I went my way to my street and I looked back and nobody was there. And I could see different people going different ways, right? And at that moment, it just like clicked and it was like, you're so worried about all these people. I remember uh, at SCAD being so caught up and, you know, everybody was so much better than me. When I went to SCAD, I, I, I didn't go to school trying to be an art student. I didn't grow up trying to be an art student or anything. So I didn't know. So when I went there, I was very insecure and not confident when I first went to SCAT and it was distracting and would hinder what I was doing in my projects. Like I couldn't come up with ideas because I would come up with an idea and I remember like crumbling up the paper and be like, oh, because I would think about Joe Ball's work or Nathan Boyd's work. Like, oh, their stuff so much, no, their idea is great. You know, the little snippet that they showed in class is so much better than this. And um, I was really like stressed out about it and it was blocking me. And even though I still got into Troika and I was doing, you know, I was still doing stuff, but it was still a thing that was in the way. And from that moment on, I've learned that. And even, and it comes back, like when I went to Riot, Riot was a whole new thing for me too, because that was a company I never knew about. I got into this like place that I didn't really know about. It turns into, the, it's like a great place to work. Everybody there is amazing artists, like top, top artists. And I'm like, oh no, like I really got to focus and it's like building a story. So I had put a lot of pressure in my mind on myself and, uh, once I start to understand that I let go and, and music has been the same process and this is my moment in music too. And like my, I think not just in music, but just as an artist and creating stuff, I've now letting, I'm just letting go of worrying about everything. And I think that's pushing me into that installation like space. Basically. That's really powerful, Jordan. So what do you think enabled you to let go? I think it was that, that I mean, that honestly is the earliest thing that I can think about that I could articulate that made sense that was in my face that I could physically see that was physically engaged in that showed me like you don't have to worry about what other people are doing. Thank you Jordan for sharing these insights on your creative mindset. I've truly learned a lot from you and I know their audience has as well. 
For more content like this, please subscribe to our account to make sure that you continue to receive our future episodes. If you are joining this podcast from either iTunes or Spotify, you are actually only getting to hear sample segments of these interviews, as the rest of this content is reserved for our students, staff, and alumni at the Academy of Design.